is up, bros? I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we got a couple of new things to talk about with 4K Spotlight. Uh, two, in fact, neither of them I have seen. Um, well, <laughs> I will admit... We really need to like narrow it down to shit that we have seen. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I feel that with like 4K Spotlight, it's okay if we haven't seen it. We're just letting people know that, you know, hey, if you if you did like this movie or you haven't seen it yet and you want to see it, it's out on, you know, it's out on physical media tomorrow. So I think 4K Spotlight is an exception with that. All right. I'll give you that. Um, and then after that, uh, with through the wall, we got some exciting stuff to talk about for what happens after, uh, this episode's release. So that's going to be fun. Excuse me. Oh my God. Freaking rude. Freaking coffin. Freaking. I'm sorry. What was that? A burp? Uh, I was, and I'm <laughs> sorry. God, calling me out. I am calling you out. Yeah. God, he's such an asshole. Anyway, um, see after, so yeah, so we'll be talking about what Jesus, oh my good hell. That's what we'll be talking about through the wall. And then after that, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the, God, what is wrong with my th- voice? <clears throat> okay. After that, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will, <clears throat> Which will be our breakdown of Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Shut up, Caleb. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I swear to God, if I'm getting sick, dude, I'm going to lose my shit. That would blow. Very much. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyway, Caleb, uh, do you want to get started? I would say yes. Let's do it. I am the Grant. I'm Mikey T. And this is Billy O. And we are Failing Hollywood, where we are real crew members who work on real sets with real people in real time, and then we talk about it later in a podcast. Yeah, that's right. We, we, and it's fucking sick. I know. Lots of Nick Cage stuff. Lots of Nick Cage. I would advise if you're going to listen to our podcast, wear diapers because we're going to knock the shit right fucking out of you. I'll wipe you. Don't worry about it at all. All right. So starting out... Um, God, dude, I feel that this, th- my voice is going to sound like this the whole episode, and I'm very sorry if that is the case. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Is it no, because, that- like, I mean, your voice sounds fine, but if you're coughing all the time, I'm going to freaking punch you in the throat. <laughs> I'm not going to cough, okay? <laughs> I'm only coughing to clear my throat, but it's not really doing anything, so I don't think I'm going to need to cough a lot, okay? You better freaking not. God, he puts <laughs> he puts the podcast above my health. Wow. I I, I feel I, the love. You, you got to do what you got to do, Rose. I mean, I mean, fair, but you know, considering that you know we've been bros longer than the all bros has existed, I think that you'd care more about me just a little bit. There's um, a standard really. of quality that we have to maintain. All right, I can accept that. All right. <laughs> God, he's such a freaking asshole. I deny nothing. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he yeah, I'm sure you don't. I wouldn't either. Um 
But anyway, uh, moving on to 4K Spotlight. Um, if I, uh, there we go. Sorry, thank you. Um, so we got two new releases coming out this week. Uh, first up, we got the Nun Two, uh, which I have, like I pointed out when we first started, I haven't seen either of these movies. This is the one that I actually do want to see um, because uh, I saw the first one, wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, maybe it's because I uh, didn't have a great theater experience with it. Um, ba- basically, um, we're gonna get a little, de- we're gonna get a little uh, deep here. Uh, basically, um, I took a girl. Uh, to this to go see this for her birthday because she was a huge nun fan Um, not this one the first one Um, and it was not until after i dropped her off even though like it seemed like you know like we were like you know we had been out on a couple dates um kind of seemed that you know like maybe things were you know like starting to you know like get you know like serious um right as i'm about to drop her off she's like oh yeah by the way jonathan i have a boyfriend like you couldn't have told me this before we were starting to get like actually like serious about a relationship okay all right that's cool thanks bro dude right yeah oh yeah that so yeah i am in the actual (laughs) yeah so i agree to go on the basically date with you i have no idea Apparently, I guess her, I don't know, her boyfriend wasn't meeting all of her needs, but then she's like, I don't know, Jonathan's kind of boring, so never mind, I'll stick with him. Dude, what the? I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's my story with the first nun. That was, like I said, that was fun. Fun's a strong word. Holy yeah. shit. A living hell. Let's go with that. Yeah. Well, uh, any hell, I mean, I guess any single people out there um, okay. that like Rose. Don't no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't make me sound desperate like that. No, that is some bullshit, bro. That is like that is some just straight uh, up garb. Like what? What? What a bitch! Right? <laughs> right? Oh yeah, dude. What like? It, Dude, she is like one of the like biggest girls that like fucked with my brain so bad that like it took me a while to like bounce back bounce back from that. Um, and th- yeah, this was God, I forget when the first nun came out. I think like 2018. Um, yeah, it, it took me a while because um, she was like one of the first girls that like I thought I could actually have a serious relationship with, and lo and behold, that didn't work out evidently holy yeah, shit right? <laughs> like what was the deal like, were intentions clear like did I thought that she she never mentioned at all that um she she had a boyfriend was not mentioned at all so what happened on that date that made her be like oh yeah guess what like I oh. could see, I could see that happening like before I could see that maybe happening like Oh, after the first date, but like Cause, what? Because, you know, after as I was dropping her off, uh, we kissed. And so after we kissed, she told me, what the f- <laughs> dude, what? I don't even yeah. want to talk about the movie anymore. What the <laughs> shit? 
Yes, let's dive into Rose's past trauma. Holy shit. (laughs) Jacked up. So you. Okay. So. He's really invested. Dude, like, this is like, this is boggling my mind. So. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me get this timeline straight. You guys went on on a date, did whatever. Yeah. And it went well enough where a second date was discussed. So, so this is basically how it went. And I've re- I have really bad experiences with this. Uh basically, well not really. No, not bad experiences. She was the only bad experience. Um I uh so we met I met her at work. Um not not um, you know what? Sometimes it works out, but sometimes it doesn't. Um did, like they say, don't date your coworkers. Um but so yeah, I met her at work. We started chit-chatting. Um, after a couple weeks, I asked her out, she agreed. We went on one day. What did we, I think we had like a picnic in the park. Um, that went well. Classy. Uh, I Thank you. Uh, second date, I took her bowling. Um, and then, uh, her birthday was her third date going to see the nun. Um, and so, um, and even, you know, like during this, uh, during this time, you know, we're, we're talking a lot. We're, um, like she, she was going to UVU. So, you know, like we would, um, like do homework together, stuff like that. Um, so like, yeah, it seemed like, you know, like things were like maybe starting to, uh, go somewhere. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, I asked her like, Oh, Hey, what do you want? You know, like, uh, if you wanted to do anything on your birthday, uh, like, what would you want to do? And she's like, Oh, you know, I really want to go see the new nun movie. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, do you want me to take you? I'd be happy to. And she's like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be, you know, that'd be awesome. I'd be really, you know, like a really fun, uh, birthday date. I'm like, okay, great. So take her to go see that uh we get a little um because we saw like an afternoon showing so we got lunch before um and so we go see the movie i take her back home because she had plans with her family that night for her birthday um and because i felt that things were you know going somewhere i kissed her um and then she dropped that wait like you went like how how did that happen did you just like do you take a hundred percent or like, oh, how did that, what'd you do Rose? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think, no, it was a hundred percent. You went a hundred. Yeah. So you, you sprung it on her. Yeah. Was I in the wrong? I will say that going a hundred for the first is a little. Well, okay. What do you mean bold. by a hundred? Like, what do you mean by a hundred? No, like, like, did you? No, like, like, I'm the first person that, like, we're we. It seems like we're both going, or like I'm the only one. Like, are you think? Because I'm talking. I'm just talking like a quick peck on the lips, like not like a full makeout session here. No, 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 no. I, 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 I didn't expect like that to be the case. Oh, okay. what I mean by going a hundred percent, like, have you seen hitch? <laughs> not in a long time. Okay. So is what I mean by going a hundred percent. Like if this one's you going all the way instead of like here and then letting her like close the gap. So oh. you just, did you just boom? like spring that on her or was there like what happened? <laughs> I love how freaking tell her this with fake. <laughs> Dude. 
This I is promise you, dude, I, I doubt anyone this is gives a flying hilarious. shit about the nun right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyone who's listening to this, like, let us know. But I, I highly doubt oh, anyone gives a flying God. shit about the nun. <laughs> it's like, get back to the freaking movie. I want to hear about all the additions. Um, um, like, no, like, I feel like she, she, it, me personally, from what I'm remembering, because this was years ago, um, like, I started to instigate it, but it's not like she, like, backed away. It seemed like she did start to give in. I did go, go in slowly. Did, okay. Did she just, like, stand there? Yeah. So she didn't go towards. No, but I guess not. She did she, Hmm. She still sucks. <laughs> Three dates before she told you about a boyfriend? What the hell was up with that? Mm. Her boyfriend was scary as fuck, too. Her boyfriend like, could go suck a fat one. <laughs> like, actually, that's not true. That's not true. He deserves better than that. That's some horse shit. Yeah. Okay, like I, I would say this, like first date, picnic in the park, that screams romantic interest. Thank you. Like, and then bowling, that's just more like get to know you stuff. So I, I'd <laughs> say, I mean, that doesn't scream romantic interest as strongly as picnic. But Fair. then, hey, I want to take you out, out for your birthday. That also s- kind of screams romantic interest. She, I don't know what game she was playing, but she can go jump in a creek. She was playing a game that really like fucked with my mind. That's that's what game she was playing. That is horse shit. Yeah, that is some straight up horse shit. So she went. Did she spring that on you like as you were taking her home, or right after the kiss? It's right after the kiss. Mm. Were you guys equals at work? Uh yes. What? No, I was technically above her, but in different departments. Di- oh, okay, different. De- so you weren't in her like chain of command at all. No, huh? Okay. Hmm. Still shitty. Still shitty. Yeah. So that's my story with the first nun. Um, <laughs> that <laughs> Caleb. I didn't think Caleb was going to be that invested. Holy shit! Um, but that was funny as hell. Dude, uh-huh. I don't like I know I think you might have like brought this story up. I don't think we've ever, ever done like a deep dive into it like that. Yeah, I don't think we have either. If I did, if we have, then sorry for making you relive all that. But <laughs> no, nah, dude, it's all good. <laughs> hey, it's in the past. I've learned from it. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't talk to her anymore. Like, honestly, like uh, <laughs> I would hope not. Rose. Oh, no, yeah. No, I no that that's fi- no, that that's fair. Um, I know she'll never listen to this, so I sure as hell no, hope not. So, I know whoever you are, <laughs> I hope you're having a horrible day. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> wow, you know, Caleb, her mother passed away a couple of years ago. Are you sure you want to say that? Like, when, like a couple of years ago, like I think two years ago. I'm not sorry for your loss. <laughs> Jeez! Wow, you don't freaking do my bro dirty like that, you wench. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I really hope that she doesn't listen to this. I hope she does. I hope she does not. I, I, will, I, I will personally tag her in this. I don't dude, you lying shit. <laughs> you don't even know her name, and I will never tell you her name. Fine, I'll just go through every freaking woman in your on your friends list on Facebook. Uh, jokes on you. She's she's blocked. She's not a friend anymore. Damn it. Yeah. So this is gonna be a needle in a haystack. Just wait. Like you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play the long game here. I'm gonna okay. like we'll post this episode in like a few. Hell, it might even be like six seven months down the line i'll bring this story up again be like what was her name again and then make you make you think that you told me and then she's getting tagged (laughs) you're an asshole it's like we're 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 skipping we're skipping that that week recording that week being like hey throwback episode (laughs) and it's just gonna be it's just gonna be this this part of the the episode Oh, you were such an ass. Yeah. Um, well, she freaking freak, freak, wicked witch of the West. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, the nun too, guys. Um, for any of you that are still paying attention to 4K Spotlight, <laughs> yeah, there's two different versions of this. Freaking like the nun can go suck a fat one too. I'm just pissed. I'm just pissed at everyone now. Uh, calm down, <laughs> Caleb. It's okay. Don't worry. It's okay. Um, all right. Uh, so like I said, The Nun 2. Uh, definitely want to check this one out because I heard that it was a lot better than the first one. Um, which I feel has been like not like a um, a common occurrence with horror movies recently. But like I feel that there have been some like rare gems up here. Just like, oh, yeah, the sequel is like miles better than the uh first one because i remember when um ouija came out everyone absolutely hated that movie don't blame them that movie was absolute garbage but the second one ouija i think origin of evil people said that that was actually a genuinely good horror movie people had a really good time with that one um so it seems like the nun 2 might be the same case as ouija origin of evil um we'll see um but i definitely want to check this one out uh, sooner, s- sooner, soon. Um, so yeah, so this is the 4k cover, um, which looks great. I mean, I don't love the whole 100 thing that Warner brothers did. I get why they had to do it. Um, but I don't love it here. I think it kind of looks cool. It works. They should have gone like with a darker theme. No, I agree. It's like a darker, kind of like what they did with Barbie. Like they kind of made the the colors match. If I were them, I would have done the everything that's gold. They should have done white like they do, like they do with regular 4K covers. But, I would have gone like a, like a dark gray and then done everything else in black. Okay. Or just like oh. just mute all the colors so it doesn't. Yeah. Because right now it just kind of, it stands out like a freaking sore thumb. Like it almost feels like it doesn't belong there. No, that's that's fair. That's a good point. Um, so yeah, so that's the 4K cover, and then the Blu-ray cover. Shocker is the exact same. Lame <laughs> and lazy. <laughs> that's fair. Um, 
I have a feeling though. So the, there's no exclusives for this release. Although I have a feeling that it's probably going to be a freaking um, Evil Dead Rise situation to where like a couple months later, the 4K steelbook comes out because that's exactly what happened with Evil Dead Rise. And I'm glad that I waited on that because God damn, that steelbook is beautiful. Um, so if that's the case, then I will just watch The Nun 2 on uh, Max and uh, wait to pick up uh, my physical version of The Nun 2. Um, and next up, uh, we have The Equalizer which um, I haven't seen either of the previous two, nor do I have any interest in seeing this third one. Um, I love Denzel. He's a great actor, but I don't know. These, these films just don't interest me. What about you? Same. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of one of them that like, it kind of keeps popping up on my, um, on all my feeds, really, like it pops up on hmm. my TikTok every once in a while, pops up on my Instagram every once in a while, like and it's intriguing. So it's like I might check out the one that keeps popping up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of have the same feeling with the Equalizer that I do about like Taken. See, I actually enjoyed the Taken movies. Those are fun. I'm like meh about it. I mean, honestly, that's. Uh, I look at the Taken movies. I think the reason why I can enjoy the Taken movies, it's because it was before the whole like, oh, Liam Neeson having to save someone got like really tiresome and boring. Because um, I feel the original Taken is actually still very, very good. Um, and it's like one of his best performances. But um, like, yeah, ever since then, like the, the whole yeah, Liam Neeson, oh, has to save someone trope. It's been done to death. Um, yeah, dude, he but, needs to get thrown in more comedies. Like, I think he freaking rocks comedies. Oh, dude, I agree, absolutely agree. Um, sorry. Uh, so okay, so yeah, so that's the 4K cover. We got the Blu-ray cover. Shocker, it's the exact same because you know, studio got a studio, but there are two exclusives. Uh, first up, we got this um, Steelbook. I don't know if this is going to be exclusive to Best Buy. I'm going to assume, but it didn't showcase that it's going to be exclusive anywhere. So it, you might be able to get it at Best Buy, Amazon, all those places. Um, which, I mean, it's cool. It doesn't match the other two Steelbooks that they did for the first two. Yeah, which is I'm going to go back real quick. Dude, that doesn't even look like... I mean, it. it looks like... It looks like a really heavily photoshopped version of Denzel. That's fair. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, cool cover, I guess. I actually think the Walmart cover is the coolest. And if I were to actually get this movie, I would do this one. That one's not bad. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Dude, what's um, throwing me off is the damn like the title, like it's yeah, having that black strip to show like the equalizer, like what? <laughs> yeah, I gotta agree with you there. Um, yeah. So, if you guys want to pick up either the Nun Two or the Equalizer Three, comes out tomorrow. So yeah, that's it for 4K Spotlight. All right. Um, well, moving on. Uh, 
moving on to through the wall. Uh, first up, um, we got some exciting news to talk about. Uh, very soon, or Caleb, were you going to say something else? No, about the movies, no. Like 4K, uh, yeah. no. But uh, yeah, I was just going to say with this, it's it's more like we're do or like we're going to talk about it a little bit more next week too. Okay. So do you want me to bring it up this week? No, or? we we well we can bring it up this week because this is this gets released right after or. I think it's the, it's the it gets released the day before. The day before we film the episode. Th- or wait, no. The, so it, it gets. All right, let, me, let, me, let me check. <laughs> okay, so this, this is gets two ninety eight, right? Yes, this is uh, okay. two ninety eight. Okay. So we rec- will record two ninety two ninety nine on the day. So this gets released okay. the day before. Okay, so we're kind of jumping all around. So yeah, next Tuesday, real yeah. So yeah, next Tuesday, um, we will be filming episode two ninety nine. But um, it is also the sixth birthday of the Albros. Uh, I can't believe that we've been doing it for this long. That is freaking insane. Um, never thought that we'd honestly be doing it for six freaking years that 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 is absolutely insane it's awesome like it's been one hell of a ride and i've loved every minute of it um yeah but just there. six freaking years um but yeah uh and then um of course to you know celebrate um we'll be uh doing something big for 300 still haven't decided yet but um we'll make sure that it's a fun episode yeah, we'll we'll come up with something. Yeah, <laughs> like we have no idea what. Still, no. um, I've been bouncing around a few ideas, but it's just three hundred's hard, dude. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, just heads up for you guys, and we'll talk about it also again next week. But yeah, so. Next week, Albro's sixth birthday. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> um, then the only other thing that we want to talk about with Through the Wall, we got our uh, first teaser trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which, oh my God, I'm so excited for. Because um, this, I so I thought it was going to be a complete reboot at first of the franchise, but no, this takes place years after the reign of Caesar and it's actually um, Caesar's son, Cornelius um, taking over and just bit um, like uh, humans have gone back in evolution. Um, basically they're, they're cavemen once again um, and just, yeah, apes rule, rule it all. Um, and it's really freaking cool to see. Um, yeah. Dude, like the freaking stop motion animation, or uh, sorry, it's not stop motion. I was uh, motion say, what ca- the hell are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> oh, sorry, the motion capture uh, animation looks just as good as always. Um, ju- it looks just as good as the previous trilogy. I'm gonna compare that stop motion. God damn it, the motion capture um, quality just from the trailer, I would say to the quality of the previous one, War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't really get, we don't see a lot in this trailer. Uh, we just really see what Cornelius has uh, been up to. And um, I don't know if that, so the, the one, um, the one, uh, I forget what species is he is. The orangutan? Um, yeah. Is, do, is that supposed to be Maurice? That I don't know. I always thought Maurice was like way older than that's yeah. If if more if that is Maurice and he talks that much now, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I I kind of hope it's a new new ape. Yeah, but... I, I hope so too. Because yeah, if that's the case, then like yeah, Cornelius is the only one that um, is translating from this previous ape trilogy to to this one. Um, yeah, freaking the sets look amazing. The um the effects look incredible. Um uh I know you just watched the trailer like uh like probably like 20 minutes ago. Are you and I know you've only seen it once, but do you recall like what the ape shouts at, shouts at the end towards the crowd? Do you remember what he says? Uh I don't know, just something about it being a, like a good day or like a <laughs> blessed okay. day or something I th- along yeah, those I think, lines. Yeah, I think it's a blessed day. Um, yeah, freaking very interested to see how his character evolves, how it's going to be in this one. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm freaking excited. I mean, I know Matt Reeves isn't directing uh, these new ones, uh, which I'm saddened by, but I, I think that they are going to um, still uh deliver a great uh apes film and uh and it's going to um i i I feel it's it's going to uh compare well uh to the uh trilogy we got um there are the trilogy that capped off six years ago which that is freaking insane that it's been um that long so dude no joke um I feel like this, like, is this confirmed trilogy or? I don't think it's confirmed. Let me check. So I'm guessing it's going to be really dependent on whether or not this does well. Yeah, which, I mean, I hope it does because I know Wharf of the Planet of the Apes didn't do so hot. Yeah. I would really like to see this become a new trilogy um, just to see, like, because if this is going to be the kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, then I'd like to see there, like, there's probably going to be conflict between two rival tribes of of apes and like all this other good stuff, or maybe like humans are making a comeback, or just some just something along those lines. Yeah, like maybe it very well could be that humans are just like de evolving, and. Like I, th- I personally would think it would be really interesting to uh, to see what comes like from this in terms of like the stories that they could tell because like this could just be an ape based like war story and I'd be all down for that. Yeah, no, I agree. Like maybe like a struggle for power, and you said it was his son Cornelius. That's what I've seen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Cornelius. Yeah, I, I, I'm pumped to see what what comes of this. I, I, Planet of the Apes is one that I felt like I slept on for a really long time. Uh, in terms of like, I didn't st- like watch it very heavily until you kind of like re got me into it. 
Yeah. So this is probably one I'm going to like, I'm going to binge the, the first three before I go check this one out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it looks like, yeah. So Disney, uh, does plan to, uh, turn this into a trilogy. Sweet. You say Disney? Uh, yes. So it says in June of 2022, it was reported that Disney and 20th Century Studios planned for Kingdom to be the first of a new trilogy of Planet of the Apes films. Oh, okay. I always forget about freaking Disney buying out Fox because I was like, yeah, wait, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> okay. I, I, that tracks. That's cool. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Even though it's the teaser trailer, what is your excitement level? I'm right now. I think I'm at a six. I think okay. I, I need a little bit more to get like real hyped, but this is one that I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on. Hell yeah. Um, personally, I'm at an eight. Um, Fair. But yeah, very, very excited. Um, all right. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, that's it. Well, uh, the, the, that's all we got for through the wall. So moving on. Or God, jeez, Louise, Caleb. What do you say we jump into our uh, headliner of the evening? <laughs> I say let's do it. So before we jump into our headliner of the evening, uh, we got to, of course, uh, talk about our question of the week that we answered. Uh, we uh, posted a poll to uh, see which uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, wow, which member of the, I'm going to call them the core four, which member of the core four Five Nights at Freddy's characters was your favorite? Um, and um there was literally no love for Chica. What up with that? Um, Dude, I, thought she, I thought Chica was a fan favorite, but apparently uh, not. I thought Freddie would, would have taken this by a freaking landslide. I'm honestly shocked how little people not like like Freddie, but a lot of people I know Freddie is never their top pick. That's freaking crazy. I mean, because Freddie's my top pick. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I freaking love how he how he looks. Um, and yeah, if we're talking core four, I think overall favorite I might have to give to Springtrap. Um, I just I love how how he looks. Um, wait, wait, wait. Springtrap's not part of the core four. I know. I know he's not part of the core four. Oh, I'm, just, okay. I'm saying if I'm just saying overall. Oh, OK. I would give it to Spring. But if we're talking say, core four, then I'm giving it to Freddie. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the 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 polls in this were uh, quite interesting. So t- technically speaking, Chica didn't get any votes. A little tear. Yeah. Right. So. Um, yeah, the only vote that Chica got was technically it it went to Cupcake. And the reason I counted it under um 
under Chico was because they're kind of like a package deal, I would say. Yeah. Definitely agree uh, with that. Yeah, so that's why I threw it uh threw it to Chica. Uh, so yeah, so Chica got absolutely no love. Um, so sad. Yeah, and then so she was uh four number four. Number two was Freddie, who number three. Oh yeah, number three, yeah. Mm-hmm. So number three went to Freddie with two votes. Damn. Yeah. And tech like again, this is another technicality because he didn't or he Freddie only got one real vote. Um but the other vote that went to Freddie was went to Golden Freddie. And so I was like, uh, technically that counts as Freddy. So I'll, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the top or the number two position uh, went to Bonnie. Bonnie got lots of freaking love. Bonnie's the best. Yeah. So Bonnie came out uh, to 10 votes. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Foxy barely jumped ahead, sitting at 12. Okay, damn, yeah, that's really close. Yeah, super freaking close. A lot of them, like a lot of the the duos that I found, um, like on YouTube, it happened, uh, Foxy and Bonnie. Um, a lot of people said Foxy and Bonnie. Those were like the two... Um, main ones i mean i'll fully admit i wish bonnie would have got number one because you know he's my favorite but i'll accept that he's number two yeah because foxy is cool as fuck true that i will say this foxy and we'll we'll talk about it uh had one of the best transitions in this movie dude to freaking holy shit that was so freaking cool yeah, so freaking cool. Um, um, but yeah, so let's see. I'm just looking to see if there were any like other. There was one vote for Optimus Prime <laughs> that I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, everyone else is like Bonnie, Bonnie, Foxy, Bonnie, <laughs> Foxy. Uh, oh, the one that suggested to build a fort. Um. So was that Bonnie? Like who? I, th- I thought it was the little girl that suggested a fort. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But I, uh, I, Abby. Yeah, I thought it was Abby that suggested. Yeah. So I, 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 I still gave that one to Bonnie because I feel like Bonnie was the highlight of that scene. <laughs> Seriously. Um. <clears throat> but yeah. It's it's funny. There's this other <laughs> this uh, person whose uh, username is Phase Bonnie, uh, who said Foxy. <laughs> Pick the wrong team, man. Yeah. Well, let's see. Yeah, Foxy, but Bonnie's a close second. Uh, Freddie and Foxy, Bonnie, Foxy, a definite uh, close second. 
I still can't believe no love for Chica. Wow. I know. Not like not a single vote. No. The only reason Chica got counted was because of uh, uh who who said it? Let me see if I can find their comment. Oh, Angel Ray. Uh, Ramos 1241 who said, said cupcake. Yeah. And so I, I, I you got it from a technicality. Yep. <laughs> All right. Damn guys. Well, freaking wild results with that. Dude, one. straight up. Um, well, yeah. Thank So I think that, um, that's all we got for question of the week. Thank you, uh, for everybody that answered. We really appreciate it guys. Um, but uh, let's get on to this uh, headliner of the evening. Um, but before we do that, Caleb, do you want to let people know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. Um, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, uh, typically character development, but with this being a horror movie, we're going to be discussing the logic. Um, we also talk about the effects. Uh, we discuss the music, uh, as well as the costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically, oh, magically added up and spit through our algorithm. <laughs> And give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar uh, grade. Um, it also gives us a percentage that really doesn't matter quite as much as people might think it does. At least as much of a big of a deal as we make it out to be. But <laughs> we think it's fun to see where these uh, where these end up ranking. Yes. Yeah. So with that if you have not seen five nights at freddy's we are giving you an official spoiler alert um you can go check this movie out on streaming it is available on peacock right now uh you can also go check it out in theaters is one of those and we are very happy that we went to go see it in theaters um so yeah we are giving you your spoiler warning now uh, so if you decide to listen past this point and anything is spoiled for you, it's your own damn fault. Exactly. Yeah. All uh, right. So with that, it comes our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. At Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, a once successful but now abandoned family entertainment center, a night security guard desperately attempts to flee from an unseen force but is captured and strapped to a torture device which mutilates his face and kills him. Sometime later, mall security guard Mike Schmidt is fired after assaulting a negligent father whom he mistook for a kidnapper. Mike's career counselor, Steve Raglan, offers him a job as a night guard at the restaurant. Though initially reluctant, Mike accepts after social services threaten to take custody of his younger sister, Abby, and pass her over to their estranged Aunt Jane, who desires the custody's monthly payments. During his first night on the job, Mike falls asleep and dreams about his brother Garrett's kidnapping. He meets five children who witness the crime, but who run away when he approaches them. 
On the second night, Mike has the same dream, but when he attempts to confront one of the children, he is attacked, causing him to awaken. Mike meets police officer Vanessa Shelley, who notices his wounds and applies bandages to them. Vanessa shows Mike around the restaurant and tells him that it that it closed during the 1980s after five children were murdered there, but the suspect nor the victim's bodies were never found. Meanwhile, Jane hires, sorry. Uh, meanwhile, Jane hires a gang, which includes Abby's babysitter, Max to vandalize the restaurant in order to get Mike fired and hasten Jane's gaining custody of Abby. The gang breaks in once Mike leaves his shift, but the restaurant's animatronic mascots, mascots Freddy Fazbear, Bonnie, Chica, Foxy, and Mr. Cupcake, come alive and slaughter the entire group, including Max, which forces Mike to bring Abby along to his next shift. On the third night, the animatronics come alive and befriend Abby, but are, are, but are distrustful towards Mike. He discovers that the animatronics are possessed by the ghosts of the missing children, whose leader, a young blonde boy, consistently mentions a yellow rabbit. On the fourth night, Abby is accidentally injured when she, Mike, and Vanessa are bonding with the animatronics. Vanessa learns Mike is attempting to identify Garrett's kidnapper and warns him not to bring Abby to the restaurant again. Mike gets Jane to babysit Abby, much to her frustration, as he goes back to the restaurant during the day and overdoses on sleeping pills. Excuse me. On the fifth night, the children appear in Mike's subsequent dream, an alternate scenario to the incident of Garrett's kidnapping, and tell him that he can stay with Garrett forever in exchange for Abby. Mike initially accepts their proposal, but when he changes his mind, he is attacked by Foxy and wakes up strapped to the torture device. He escapes the device by removing pins that his predecessor had loosened, hastily leaving, hastily leaving the restaurant. Meanwhile, a damaged Yellow Freddy animatronic possessed by the blonde boy kills Jane and takes Abby back to the restaurant in a taxi. Vanessa finds Mike and treats his injuries. After Mike explains his dream, Vanessa reveals that she is the daughter of William Afton, the serial killer who murdered Garrett and the five children by hiding their bodies in the animatronics and that their souls are under his control. Realizing that the animatronics plan to kill Abby, Mike rushes to the restaurant with the necessary equipment to disable them. Mike disables Freddy and Bonnie and stops Chica from killing Abby, but is attacked by Mr. Cupcake and separated from Abby, who is pursued by Foxy until Vanessa saves her. The animatronics are eventually deactivated, but they are reactivated by the Yellow Rabbit, as he reveals himself to be Steve, whose real identity is William, before knocking Mike unconscious. Abby draws a picture of William murdering the missing children in order to free the animatronics from his influence. Vanessa attempts to stop William from proceeding with his plan, but he stabs her. Before William can finish off Mike, Abby shows her drawing to the animatronics, and they turn on him. Mr. Cupcake bites off part of William's suit, triggering its eternal spring locks, me spring locks mechanisms, which fatally wound him. As the animatronics drag him into a back room, Mike and Abby carry a wounded Vanessa out of the collapsing restaurant. She falls into a coma afterward and is taken to the hospital. Mike continues to look after Abby as they resume their normal lives. Hell yeah. Ooh. Bro. This, so, just getting like straight into it uh, with the story. This was a killer freaking story. I, I agree. Um, I know like a lot of people were saying that, oh, if you haven't, you know, play the video games, you can't really go along with it. Or if you haven't read up the, on the lore, you're going to be very confused. And there are some parts that I could definitely see that. 
Um, but I feel that even if you have just like barely even any knowledge of Five Nights at Freddy's, I, I feel you can still have a good time with this story. Um, like honestly, I feel like all you need to know is that oh, there there was a Chuck E. Cheese style restaurant back in the 1980s called Freddy Fazbear's. It closed down because um, mer- um, missing children um, that uh, they never found um, there. And here we are now in present day. Yeah, dude, I think even going in like completely blind, like it's super easy to follow. It is. I don't know why freaking people were freaking up in arms about that shit. Yeah. I mean, they, they go about it in like an interesting way in terms of telling like what had happened before with the kids in the way that it was told in the, the drawings. Yeah. That's um, fair. Like I th- I felt that was really well done. And so it kind of gave me like all the information I felt I needed to follow along with this continuity of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. But I mean, there was, I mean, there was close to no issues. Dude, right? Like, um, I, my favorite complaint that I've seen from people is, um, they hated the whole when they build, um, the fort scene. Cause they're so just dumb. They're, That's such a, yeah. a dumb thing to bitch they're, about. They're just like, oh, yeah, they're supposed to be scary animatronics. They're supposed to be out for blood. I'm thinking, you do remember that they're kids, right? Like, they're, they're kids' souls. Not only kids' souls, but the kids' bodies that are stuck in those animatronic suits. So, excuse the hell out of me when they decide, okay, let's let's have a scene to where it resembles. Or, like, it just showcases that these are still actual kids that actually you know want to play they want to do make-believe um they see another kid that comes into freddy fastbergs yeah of course they're going to want to you know play with them makes complete sense dude it does honestly that was my i think the opposite was my complaint for just like the five nights at freddy's franchise as a whole i'm like why why are the kid like the souls of these kids attacking people? So the reason why, um, cause you know, throughout the, throughout the game, um, you know, you're throughout the games, you know, you're the, you're the security guard. Um, and, uh, from what I know, the reason why they are trying to kill you is because, um, they, take you know you're wearing your security vest and they look at that as you know a bad experience you know with william afton that him killing them so they look at like the bad part of freddie fazbear's um and so whenever they see you in that outfit it brings them back to when their lives were taken away and so that's all that they can see they can only see they only see basically they only see william afton in you they only see the purple man in you and so that's why they're out to kill you. That uh, I could I be wrong. I think I think I'm like probably like I'm, I think I'm getting a couple a uh, little bit of that wrong. But that's just what I'm remembering. Okay, L- like whether that's wrong or not, it makes sense for a game. Yeah, because you can't obviously have like deeper meaning and like oh these are just kids like because then it's like why why would they start attacking you 
Yeah. But yeah, it was like it gave like it, it made me feel better about like how these kids were um like it, it made it feel more like the kids were in these suits. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And like, yeah, and like the whole oh, the reason that they are attacking or that they go super hostile is because they are under control from Afton. Yeah. Because they and it it's it made sense that it's like, oh, this wall where they view Springtrap as like their leader, the one that led them into this this life and it like has been treating them good or or whatever and then when that like that image gets replaced and it's like oh yeah now i remember like that's the the drawings are the power like that was brilliant agreed like i i freaking loved that that scene like when they when she's just drawing the picture i'm like probably could have finished the picture like i don't think you needed to quite do as much coloring in as you did but like you made it work (laughs) yeah i think you made your point abby yeah so i i i loved it i love the the reasoning behind everything and that was that was i think my biggest pro um no i agree um i i feel and maybe it's uh I feel my con if I, if I had one um, and I feel it, it kind of goes away with the second viewing. Um, and, but I think I should still mention it's the uh, character of uh, Vanessa um, and, you know, just her being like so obsessed about, you know, making sure that Mike does his job properly. Um, that Fred, like Freddie Fazbear's is his top priority when he's there, no more sleeping on the job, which, you know, I get she's, she, she's an officer, you know, it's on her rounds, but just, it sometimes seemed that she was getting a little too, um, what's the word invested in Freddy's. Um, and so you, you, I don't know, maybe it was just me. Like there, there were like some scenes I'm just like, oh, okay. Like this is kind of a little weird. Do you have like a pass with this place or something? And towards the end, you do find out that, yeah, she, she does, that Michael uh, William Afton is her father. Um, you know, she she grew up in this place, um, so it's, it makes sense. Um, but just like yeah, like up until that point, like sometimes sometimes the uh, the character of Vanessa was just like a little bit like too much for me uh, when it came to her love for Freddie Fazbear's. I'll say this: I didn't see the whole her being William Afton's. Uh, daughter twist coming at all. Oh, I, I, didn't thought, I thought her obsession with Freddy's was because I thought it was like maybe one of the it was either Freddy or like one of the the kids that was taken was like a sibling of hers. Okay, that would make sense. I would have been okay with that. Yeah, like the way that she w- was staring at the picture where it's like um, Springtrap holding the hands of all the like the, the kids. Like I thought it was it seemed to almost like pan over to like the girl. So I was thinking, oh, maybe that's her sister. Maybe Chica is 
is her sister and that's why she's like you're doing your job to like protect these animatronics so that that's that was my reasoning behind it why she was so nuts about it i'm like okay so maybe one of these characters is her sister and she figured that out and now she's like pushing for like the the night guard to protect her sister or what is now her sister yeah but yeah like i said that's that's how i reasoned her her obsession no that's a good way to look at it. i like that yeah like i i actually Oops. with the with my second viewing i like n- now that i knew that twist i was like mm, now your obsession doesn't seem as valid <laughs> i like how we're complete opposites with that that's funny um yeah because it's like like I say, if it if one of the animatronics was her sister, then yes, it's like, yeah, I'm protecting my sister's soul. With this, she's like, no, I know my dad's a piece of shit and does horrible things. Why are you here then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you like actively helping him? Like what what are you doing? <laughs> like especially the scene where um, you know, she first introduces him to the animatronics and she's like, You wanna dance? you know, things go haywire and she's like, maybe some other time. But I think that that would have made, you know, with your idea, that would have made more sense. Cause you know, you could totally see her, you know, like going up right next to Chica and, you know, like, you know, dancing with her. That, that would have been like a really sweet moment. Um, but no. Yeah. The animatronics that was just a head with teeth. Was that a pet reincarnated? Cause it was trying to bite people. I'm having a hard time believing it was a child. I had the same question. So I think he like I think they're talking about cupcake. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I had the same freaking question about cupcake. Yeah. So see so if you are talking about cupcake, um, and I just found this out like a couple days ago. Um, so uh the girl that died um that um embodied Chica, um, when William Afton killed her, her dog was with her. Um, and her dog was very protective, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but her dog was killed, you know, ex- um, just just like her in, in the same way. So because I don't know exactly how this would work is, I mean, yeah, you know, William Afton didn't stuff the dog into a freaking cupcake. <laughs> um, I was going to say that would be a tiny ass little dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. So yeah, so she, so I forget the girl's name, but her soul is in Chica, and her dog's soul is in Cupcake, and so that's why Cupcake is out for so much freaking blood in this movie because Cupcake, Cupcake was a freaking Chica. boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cupcake was freaking insane. Like Jesus. Yeah, I freaking love Cupcake though. Oh yeah, Cupcake is freaking great. Um, Gosh. Yeah. What's funny is Cupcake was actually my first uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Funko Pop. Was it really? Yeah, that's pretty. Just cool. remembering that it's kind of funny because yeah, uh, it was a, um, the only way you could get Cupcake was uh, at Target because it was a Target exclusive. So I'm like, oh, you know what? That kind of was cool. Why not? And I think I have a couple. I don't know where they are, but I know I have a couple yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So, yeah, knowing that that makes so much more sense because I was trying to figure out like, okay, so who who in the hell is 
in Cupcake. Because when they said like, oh, yeah, it's not just their souls that are in these animals. It's their bodies. I'm like, okay, who in the hell is in freaking Cupcake then? Yeah. That doesn't track whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, that, so now that I have that bit of information, I'm like, okay, like, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that they would did uh, uh, the, the, the kid who is supposed to be Chica. Um, yeah. So the, the, the kid who was supposed to be Chica didn't have a dog with her or anything. Right. In yeah. The, no, the not that. Okay. I wish that they would have. Yeah, or at least have like a dog drawn by her on like the the drawings on the wall, maybe like something like that to like try to lead into that. But yeah, um, um, all right. What are your theories on what happened to Garrett? Oh, great question. We know he is dead. The father said he killed him. Do you think he was the failed animatronic on the floor with the faulty latches? So like the dog one or no, no, no. That was the, uh, the, I don't even have a name like the cheeks. I forget what she, cause remember how I told you that that's supposed to be baby. It's actually not, it's a different animatronic. Okay. Someone pointed that out. I forget which animatronic it's supposed to be. Okay. Um, so I don't think, so what, what, what's that dog one though? I don't because that's the one that like when you you see that like group shot of like all the uh of like all those um freaking people that tried to like f up his job. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is it the suits in that scene right? E, the dog suit. Yeah. Isn't yes. It in, okay. And that so yeah, um, that's the one Max was in. That's that's the one that Max was in. Okay. Yeah, I'm pr- um, I'm pretty sure. Um. Okay. But yeah. So okay, so answering this question, what what do you think? What's up with with Garrett? I don't know. Like, I can't really. I don't know how to answer this question without like really knowing more about the lore. I mean, I know they're like changing some things to adapt it into you know film, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. What about you? Okay. I have a feeling that he is either a different animatronic at like a, a different facility. Like okay. he's, either, he's either the Freddy or one of like, he's, I think he's a different animatronic at a, a different facility or he is still alive and running like kind of, being like a, the spring trap of a different location. Oh, okay. Those are my two theories. I have is a stupid theory. I'm gonna call it. He's balloon boy. He's balloon boy. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm calling it Garrett's Dude, balloon boy. That would be fantastic. That would be so good. <laughs> He's freaking balloon boy. Oh my gosh. Oh, Dude, that, I would love that. <laughs> right? That would be amazing. Oh man. But that's a great question. Thank that, you. Yeah, great one. I, I don't know. I have a feeling Garrett's gonna come into play in some way, shape, or form in a future installment. 
Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing with like some of the other uh, animatronics, but yeah, like I think they're I think all they're go- they're gonna try bringing everyone in into this. So have you ever um, have you read up on how um, like the mannerisms that each animatronic has? That's that um, leads to how they died. Um. By William Afton. Have you ever seen anything like that? I have not. So, and I don't know if it really, it, it's not shown that well in the movies, maybe as the movies go on, but I think in the games, it definitely is. So Freddy, his child was, um, was hiding when he was killed. And so that's why um, in the games, you don't really see Freddy a lot. Um, you see the other three more than Freddy. That's why he, it's because he's, he's hiding a lot of the time. Um, you don't really see a lot in that f- in the freaking movie. Um, you might see it in future installments. Installments. Uh, Chica, um, her her ch- uh, the child uh, that inhabits her. She was killed while she was screaming, um, and so that's why um, the like famous like the ah! that comes from Chica from the games. Okay. Um, Creepy. Then, right. <laughs> Uh, and then Foxy was killed while he was running. And so that's that's why Foxy's always the one that like usually is the one to come out, come out. I mean, especially in the movies, uh, in the movie uh, is the one to come after you um, and sing the freaking like dum 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 shit. I can't get that out of my freaking head. I just want to point that out. It's freaking like freaking Foxy scat, whatever the hell it's called. Um, his jingle that he sings. Um, and then Bonnie. um so the kid that um, inhabits Bonnie, he actually put up a freaking fight um, when it came to being killed by William Afton. And so, I mean, it's not that clear in the movies, but um, he is the most aggressive when it comes to the animatronics. That's cool. Yeah, that's really freaking cool. Um, man, I freaking love shit like that. And so that's that's hey. how. And you kind of see that a little. Wasn't it Foxy that was like running towards the door, or was that Bonnie? Like at the the, the first guy. No, that was Foxy. That was Foxy. Mm-hmm. So they kind of followed that a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I feel like um, I think the Bonnie like being aggressive one. I can lead to the fact that I, mean, I know Freddie bit that one girl in half, but the fact that you know Bonnie had that one guy all alone in that room and you just see him like slather just blood from his hand all over that door. So you, I'm assuming that Bonnie had a freaking heyday with him and, uh, didn't hold anything back. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I love the, like those little details that they throw in, especially right? like in a video game. Yeah. One, two, um, Gosh, so where are you sitting with story then? Um, I don't like, like, uh, I like, I know a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, like it's not like the video games. Like, you don't, he's not just, you know, it doesn't uh, sitting have to be like the video yeah, game. No, that it's pissed me off so much. People are just like, oh, uh, you, he's not just sitting at the at the screens, you know, watching them like in the games. It doesn't really feel like it's Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, Kate, hey, did that you really make want for to... an interesting freaking movie? Do you know like, how what? boring as hell that would be. Yeah, I mean, you. 
that's more still that's, that's short film energy right and it was still <laughs> five nights at freddy's and you you still saw clear uh freaking um the uh freaking security cam footage hell my favorite freaking security cam footage is when the freaking uh the group is attacking freddy uh you know the place and you get the one shot of chica and bonnie looking at each other and then they look at the camera and you see chica just lowering cupcake into the vent and i was like that's freaking cool <laughs> love Dude, that, that shit. that's some good shit right so so freaking good um you know what what they were able to pull off you know with mike uh him him you know wanting to take care of his sister dealing with his um evil ass aunt i feel that works really good um everything of course with uh william afton uh was great um uh you know i wish that we could have gotten more i understand why he's in it for so little it makes complete sense um and everything that they did with uh, the story for not only Freddie Fazbear's, but, um, Chica, Bonnie, uh, Freddie and Foxy was fantastic. Um, so I would say story, I'm probably an, I'm going to go in 86. That is actually around where I was at. I was sitting at an 87. Oh. whoa you're higher than me that's awesome i mean barely <laughs> but still but i fair. i love this story and what they they did with it to adapt it to to film yeah they they did a great job this like this is the year I, like don't get me wrong i know you know like the two sonic movies were great but this is the year to me of the best video game adaptation adaptations first mario and now five nights at freddy's this is freaking awesome. Dude, they're killing it now. Yeah, they really are. Right, yeah. All right, moving on over to writing. Um, so the, here's something I, I want to address. Like, same thing with him. Uh, so the security guard in the beginning was strapped to the same chair Mike was. Mike got out. The security guard didn't. Are we to believe that is how someone is turned into an animatronic? Or was that just another way to kill someone? I think it's how they're turned into an animatron because I think that they, um, I think I saw somewhere that's the movie's version of like stuffing uh, someone into a suit because I guess that's what they call it in the games. Um, don't quote me on that. I like I said I don't I know jack shit about the video games. Um, well, it was a it was a Freddy head. Yeah, wasn't that's, that's it? True. Yeah, it was I, a Freddy head. I personally think that that's just another way to kill someone. Because it did like because what it did, like all of the animatronics, they have those those the spring traps in yeah. them. Spring locks. And then yeah, so that's how yeah, spring locks, sorry. Um <laughs> but they have the spring locks, and the, the spring locks are how like it holds a body in. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I, th I when you're in this, I think it's when you're in the spring locks that that's how your soul gets tied to the animatronic. But I think the head was just something to jack someone up. Cause you saw like the security guard, his face was just freaking jacked. Yeah, that's true. So I think it was just the security guard was jacked. Like, like he, I think that just jacked up his face. Like, I think that's how it was just a, a method in killing him. 
And then they stuffed him into a suit to like hide his body or, or whatever. I don't think that's like, cause you never see him come to life and you see like the head, the heads come off. So that, that's my, my best guess that it's just, that's, that was their method of killing someone. I think it was more, if you're stuffed into the suit with like the spring locks and everything, that that's when your soul can take over. Maybe these suits come to life in like a future installment, but I think it was just a method on, on how to kill someone. That's fair. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so the security, like it kind of explained, it explained it a lot better than it did in the movie with this, this, the security guard being, strapped to the same like him and mike being strapped to the same chair but mike was able to get out and them explaining oh yeah because the other security guard loosened it like mike was able to escape i'm like that makes a lot more sense than what i thought happened (laughs) yeah that yeah that does yeah so good great great question that was something that definitely came up and like bothered me (laughs) (laughs) um but the writing on here i'm gonna say the writing wasn't as strong that's fair um i i still feel it was pretty good um but i i definitely agree that it's definitely not as strong as the story unfortunately um like there, there were just some lines that you're just like, okay, that seems really out of place or just like freaking random. I'm going to bring up the, the whole line from Vanessa. Hey, you want to dance? So, you know, maybe some other time when the animatronics. Yeah, like, so, seriously? <laughs> I felt so like, are you just like reliving your inner child here or like what's going on? Like, and when she's just like, uh, Oh, isn't this like the greatest thing you've ever seen? Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just me. I'm like, okay. I mean, they're cool, but I'm not going to say that these animatronics are the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, dude. Vanessa was weird. <laughs> a little bit. She got better towards the end, but yeah, at the, a little at the, bit. Like it was it was her extra shit that was like that, bought, that got on my nerves. Yeah. Um, Like, especially like, uh. Like after you know they build the fort and everything, all of a sudden she's just like, uh, like after they finish the night there, all of a sudden she's like, "If you ever bring back, if you ever bring, um, oh shit, what was his sister's name? Abby. Abby. Yeah, if you ever bring Abby back here, I will kill you or I will shoot you." I was like, "Jesus." Yeah, okay. I know. I'm like, hey, aren't you a cop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's calm down. Yeah, it that was pre uh Afton daughter reveal, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, like okay, what was what was plan A then? Yeah, like it, right. If we di- if we uh, didn't know that, it's like so you're just gonna murder someone and hope you get away with it. Like, <laughs> what the hell's wrong? Right? With you? Yeah. Um, like that's freaking jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa has some issues. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, she, um, I will say, so I had like, like I said, had issues with her writing. Um, Josh has kind of got a little bit repetitive too. actually the ant. I don't think we needed the ant. 
We did. Yeah. They, they just basically wanted to have a villain in the movie. And so they're just like, you know what? Let's put a, a crazy ass ant in here that wants to take custody away from, from uh, Josh Hutcherson's character, Mike. Um, and there we go. We got, we got our villain. Yeah. That whole conflict was bullshit. It, yeah, it, it really was like all you needed to do, like all you needed to do was have someone like just legitimately break into Freddy's. If yeah. you wanted to do all that, that crazy stuff, that's all that the ant freaking set up is that, that, that team of like hoodlums going in and busting up the place. Which yeah, you didn't need. It could you could have just had some random ass thugs breaking into Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it didn't need to be that because like everything after that scene, like it led to nothing. It just created like a minor conflict between Mike and Abby, and then it was like resolved within the next scene and then she just gets bushwhacked by gold freddy and moved on yep so i'm like eh. the way that freaking the kid brushes it over too yes <laughs> she's sleeping uh-huh <laughs> sure okay sure bud <laughs> oh yeah man. um i will say that the only like the only like writing that i felt like really bumped the my score up was anything said by um matthew lillard oh dude absolutely especially like or like sorry no which which scene are you talking about like um you know when he's talking to mike about you know uh the security gig um and he's he's like you know i i don't understand like what you really want me to do for you, Mike. And he pauses for a minute and just looks at him closely. And then he like closes. He's like, Oh, so you want some coffee? And you know, you don't realize until either at the end or when you watch it the second time, you're just like, he recognizes his last name. He knows it's Garrett's brother is freaking love that shit. Dude. I, I knew something was up, but I was, I, I had no freaking clue what like I thought maybe like oh shit like does he recognize like the name of one of the kids does he know about Freddy's and like the whole situation at Freddy's because like everyone said like oh he's the purple man yeah and so I was like okay so does he know about Freddy's and he like recognizes or he knows that one of the kids is like I thought one of the kids was going to be like I thought Freddie was going to be like Garrett, but obviously that didn't end up being the case, but yeah. Um, is there some other like big, bad, um, like big, bad, uh, animatronic that you know of other than like Springtrap? Not that I know of. I only know of Springtrap. I was going to say, like, it's, it's weird that like that, that blonde kid was, golden freddy and also normal freddy i'm assuming no the so so no the blonde kid was golden uh, was just strictly golden freddy um there was another kid that was freddy um he was the one that was always wearing that he was uh the shorter kid that was wearing the hat in the flashbacks 
Okay, so we had a Golden Freddy, we had a normal Freddy, and then the four or the three other mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Okay, so I think I personally would have made like Garrett Freddy. <laughs> but yeah, that's fair. Whatever. <laughs> um Yeah. Um uh, but writing I mean the the kids and their whole backstories or what little story that we got from them was good. Um, but yeah, like I said, Matthew Lillard is what freaking his delivery killed it. I like, um, dude, I freaking laugh like my ass off when he's just like, yeah, I mean, so the pay is not good. Um, but the hours are worse. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, the delivery is just amazing. Yeah, he's just like, how's the pay? Not great, but the hours are worse. <laughs> Dude, I love that those TikToks are showing up on my on my feed. Dude, my favorite TikToks from that are the uh, <laughs> the it has Shaggy's head over Springtrap. And it's just like, are you challenging me? You're in trouble. Freaking, <laughs> it's so freaking stupid, but it's so funny. Oh my gosh, dude! I love how like each of the um, like someone's been like sharing an edit of Matthew Lillard's characters, like Shaggy, um, what's his face from Scream? Oh, Stu. Yeah, and in this, um, how in each of them, he's always like saying, "Like, I'll be right back." And then he like does the same thing, like I'll be right back. And then Freddie, like I always come back, <laughs> or and like knife the freaking uh, knife swipe, definitely from Scream. That was great. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'm 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 sitting a little bit below on on writing. Personally, I think I'm sitting around maybe an eighty three. I think I'm just going to go a point higher than you had before. Fair. Totally fair. All right. Moving on over to acting. Very excited to discuss this. A, a smaller cast. Um, but yeah, so first up, we got Josh Hutcherson, who played Mike Schmidt. Uh, we have Elizabeth Lale, who played Vanessa Shelley. Um, I would have sworn up and down that her last name was going to be Afton. Um, maybe she changed it after everything. That's that's what I would assume. It's like or plot twist. She was married. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. Like how how weird would that be? (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Matthew Lillard, who played Steve Raglan, also known as William Afton. And then the last one that we're going to talk about is Piper Rubio, who played Abby Schmidt. Yeah, this really one, I don't out. think the top three is going to be that hard. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that's fair. So what are you? Uh, how are you ranking these? Um. Mine might be a little different than yours, actually, um, because so number three, um, I would give to um, Elizabeth Lale, who played Vanessa. Despite what I, you know, the problems I have with her character, I feel as 
her performance. I think she actually did a very good job. Um, uh, and especially, you know, at the end when, you know, it's revealed that she's William Afton's, um, uh, daughter that, that was insane. But I feel one scene that sticks out to me with her and I feel it's a very good emotional scene with her. Um, and it's when she's explaining everything that's happened with, at Freddy's and the way she says, it's not just the kids souls that are in those animatronics, it's their bodies. And just, her delivery is like, it, it, you, it's so soul crushing the way that she says it. And I love it so much. Um, and so like that, that's just a huge standout for me when it comes to her acting. Yeah. Dude, um, she's never done like a poor job in any of like these films that I've seen her. Oh in. yeah. Like, like me and Caleb were pointing, uh, talking about this after we saw the movie together. Um, uh, the one movie that we've seen her, uh, that I remember that she was also in was countdown, which that movie absolutely freaking sucked, but she was one of the highlights. <laughs> she because, was absolutely one of the highlights because her performance was actually good with what she was, what she had to work with. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Are you okay with the PG-13 rating? The scenes of violence didn't show much blood, like the Vanessa stabbing with a large kitchen knife, so I'm guessing I'm okay with it. I personally would have liked to see an R-rated. I'm, I actually am perfectly fine with the PG-13. I feel I don't Are need you? an R- Yeah. I don't feel I need an R-rated uh, cut. Um, like, they were able to show uh, how... The only one that I feel that you needed to show that was very aggressive was Cupcake. And they, they definitely okay, did that with as boss. much as they could. Um, <laughs> but just, yeah, like I, I actually liked how they showed like the, the deaths in the shadows. Like when Freddie bites uh, the one girl in half, you only see the sil- silhouette of that. Uh, Bonnie's killing that one guy in the room. You only see the blood streak on the, on the door. Um, uh, when Chica kills that one, well, or sorry, when Cupcake kills that one guy, um, you only see his like feet kicking, but later on you actually do see his mutilated face, which I was like, God damn, like they actually got away with that with PG 13. <laughs> um, cause that was insane. Um, I think it was covered enough and it wasn't like absolute mutilation either. It, it looked <laughs> like fair. just like a slice was like off of his cheek. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I personally, I, pr- I will say, like, I would have liked an R-rated, but with what they were able to pull off, and they were able, they did one of my favorite things that horror movies do, and it's not directly show you the the gore, like you said, it's it's like with Bonnie and like being in that closet, and then all you see is like the bloody hand or whatever. That made me. Um, that fills me with a lot more terror because it's like it just le- it's you it leaves you open to interpret what's happening behind that door and what exactly. i create in my mind is way more intense than i feel anything that they could have put on screen yeah and it's like the same thing with like other violence and and stuff and i think i mean there was still blood in this but it wasn't like excessive and i feel like that's another mistake horror movies make is excessive blood. Yes. So this, this felt a little bit more grounded and realistic. Yeah, I agree. 
So yeah, even though I would have preferred an R rating, I am very much okay with the PG thirteen. Um. Also, yeah. So who's your uh, your uh, number two? Uh, number two. Uh, I'm gonna actually get a Matthew Lillard. Um. I don't get me wrong. I thought he was <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I loved him. He was great. Um, stole every scene that he was in. Um, but I just wish that he was in it, in it more. Like it sucked that he was only at the beginning and then at the end. I get why, you know, the character that he's playing completely get it, but I wanted more from him. And I feel that Josh Hutcherson actually stole the show for me. Um, he is one of the most underrated actors in my opinion. Uh, he was absolutely fantastic as Mike. Um, he did really good with his emotional scenes. Um, just, yeah, I, I feel he was a really good leading man in this movie. I, I thought he did a great, great performance. Um, his connection, uh, with, uh, sorry, what's her name that plays, played Abby, uh, Piper Rubio. I thought they had a really good connection. Honestly felt that they really were siblings. Um, just, yeah, I, I thought he did a great job. His, his interactions with Vanessa were great. Um, yeah. So I'm giving Josh Hutcherson number one. Dude, I I came in here ready to freaking give uh, Matthew Lillard number one, but I think you you dev- you justified your way. I I'm agreeing with your top three. Let's go. I absolutely <laughs> agree with you on Josh Hutcherson being a very underrated actor. Right. People, I feel only like judge his work off of Hunger Games. Which and is his, his acting was n- not great in Hunger Games. I mean, but he neither didn't really was freaking. Uh, neither was freaking Jennifer Lawrence. Like that does not show off her acting ability whatsoever. No, it does not. But there's there's movies like this. Um, like there's a bunch of other movies that I've I've seen him in that he, he freaking like blows me away. Yeah, I know this was when he was a kid. But like his performance in Bridge to Terabithia, freaking still like to this day when he finally breaks down after uh, Leslie's death, still makes me ball my eyes out to this day. Oh my gosh, dude! No freaking joke. So so freaking good. Yeah, like that's that's the movie that I think of when I think Josh Hutcherson. Right. God, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In Night at the Museum, we see the Ben Stiller character finally accepting his role as the caretaker of the museum pieces coming to life at night. Do you see Mike doing the same thing in a part two, or will we see him fighting for his life and destroying the animatronics? Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, someone pointed, <laughs> someone pointed out. Uh, like a great scene where with Josh Hutcherson's facial expression that at the end when um, Abby asks like, Oh, can we see my friends again? They're, they're all alone. You know, no one takes care of them. And he gives her a look just like, um, <laughs> are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> the look of absolutely the hell not. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I feel that that might be up in the air. Uh, I 
after I think after he saw that it was Afton controlling them, it wasn't them out for it. It wasn't they. After he sees that they have nothing against him, I think that it would be like in the second one. Yeah, him coming to accept them. Um, I, I don't think that he'd be out for blood to destroy them in the sequel. At least in my opinion. Um, yeah, one assist would kill him. Yeah, I. So what I see happening is maybe him realizing that one of his like the animatronics are I, I don't even know if they could like possibly do this it's just the the way that um maybe he like t- takes a moment and realizes oh maybe Garrett's soul could be trapped in this and maybe he goes out to like free the souls of these kids but then it's like turning into a fight for his life because he's freeing them and they don't want to like be free or move on. Okay. I like that. Like I could see that being like a big conflict. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's my best guess. I don't see him accepting them. Like Ben Stiller's character did. (laughs) I don't think he's going to be like, Oh, you, Oh, <laughs> they come to life at at night. I think he's very hesitant, <laughs> and I think it's just going to be him like, like thinking, "Oh, is Garrett?" Like, I think he's going to go and track down the other franchises to see if Garrett's uh, locked in any of them. Right. And maybe the the animatronics get mad at him for trying to like free them. Or maybe they, maybe he like frees one. So maybe he goes to like another location and frees that location's Bonnie. Yeah. And then all the other animatronics view it like, oh, he killed Bonnie. Oh, okay. And then it's interesting. Then they go on the attack. Yeah. And then it's like, obviously, he has to sit and like, no, no, wait, wait. And they're just not, not having it. Yeah. Okay. Like I could see that being the case, and then it turned like I, I like I said, I don't see him accepting his role <laughs> as the caretaker, but I also don't uh, feel like he's going to go destroy them either. Yeah, another uh, good question. Yeah, yeah, you're freaking hitting us with some yeah. like heavy hitters. I freaking yeah. love it. Yeah, I do too. Um, but get back into acting, like. Where where are you sitting with that? Um, like I I feel that like the supporting cast is decent, but you know some did bring it down a little bit for me. Um, but the like three main people that I enjoyed, like the for the most part, I feel that they brought it up decently. Um, Plus him on eighty-three. I am actually gonna be sitting at a solid eighty-five with this one. Okay. All right, moving on over to logic, which is usually character development, but this being a horror movie, um we're following the logic that the movie sets in place. So obviously there's a mystical element here. We're not gonna be holding this film to real world logic. Yeah. Um, 
So it it is very much in in place of what the uh, like I said, what the film sets up. Hmm. And for the most part, I feel they set it up or they follow their own rules really well. I agree. Um, like, yeah, like they uh, the way that they explain how the animatronics are able to move by themselves makes complete sense. Um, the I, I especially love uh, that they uh, went into good detail about the spring lock suits. Um and what causes them to malfunction. And that leads to, um, once cupcake exposes the, uh, the contraption, that's how Afton, um, basically begins his process of becoming spring trap. Um, which is so freaking great. Um, just, yeah, like, yeah, the logic was really, really good here. I don't, I really don't have any problems with it. They, they did a great job. Yeah. um, I think the only thing that I might have issue with is maybe like the dream sequences. Okay. Um, and how he's able to communicate like with, I mean, I know that it's kind of like a, there's a mystical element there. And so, like I said, I, I can forgive it a little bit. But it's the um, I'll say that like the real world stuff, too, like when he was trying to chase down the foxy kid and he turns around and like scrapes up his arm and then he has that cut in real life. But Foxy's like nowhere to be around. It's just like. That's like one of those things that I'm like, eh. Like I, I, I dug it, but it's just it is one. It just brought it down a, just a hair for me. That's fair. Um, overall, though, I do like I said, I do feel like they they keep very much in line with the um, with like the characters. I do feel like they could have explained Golden Freddy a bit better. Yeah, Golden Freddy's definitely brushed over. Yeah, I think I think I thought for like the longest time that Golden Freddy was the blonde kid. Like I or not, no, no, I thought Freddy was the blonde kid. I was gonna say, wait a minute, Golden Freddy. I I know, I know. I, I, I I thought that that kid was Um, Freddy. I didn't realize that he was someone else. Okay, I get what you're saying now. Yeah, so uh yeah, I'm going I'm going to like I said, I'm going to dock for for those issues. Another issue is him like is Mike coming to sneak out of the vents? How in the f- hell did Bonnie not freaking like snitch? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing Bonnie was trying to. Was he really? Oh yeah, yeah. But like the like Bonnie is like literally trying to look like make looky make wow. Bonnie is literally giving Freddie every sign to look over. Like literally, he keeps like he looks at Freddie, looks over at where Mike is. Like the not hand gesturing, but like his movements are like. I don't know how Freddie didn't notice, but yeah, Bonnie was definitely trying to let Freddie know that he's right there, dude. So why why the hell didn't Bonnie just like walk over and be like, hey, down here, fool? Like, I don't know, man. 
Yeah, I so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dock for I, I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to assume that it's probably. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to guess because you know it's still kids in these that uh, he's uh, the yeah, kid. Yeah, but the, just they the, go back to singing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. that's and then true. he's like able to go grab some water, dump it, and then they're just like, "What?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, "You freaking right. dumb, dumbasses." <laughs> um. Yeah, the second rewatch, I I noticed that I was just like, like that. That's dumb. <laughs> Uh, if you watch it again look at bonnie's facial expressions you definitely tell he's trying to warn freddie that he (laughs) just will not look over there freddie was in the freaking zone the the freaking memes (laughs) that i've seen from that scene are freaking hilarious (laughs) the best one is the me telling my best friend okay don't make it obvious but there's a really cute girl right behind you and it does the freddy like moving so fast and looking over at my- <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, um yeah so i'm i'm probably gonna put this around 82 i think I'm a bit a little higher than you at 85 fair enough all right, next up. But you know what, actually? No, I'm sorry. E4. Sorry. E4? Okay. Yeah, so next up we got effects. Bro. <laughs> um, I you don't want to not beat practical. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you're going to let me, but like me, I'm at 100 for these. Or at least I don't think you're going to be that high. But for how that they were able to not only make these look so inc- like so these are perfectly from uh oh my god I can't talk for how great these are these are the greatest like from video game to real life adaptations I have ever seen when it comes to like almost anything um the Jim Henson Company did such an incredible job on these and the the way that they were able to still make them move is just absolutely incredible. And I like, I, like I freaking like turned to you and I was in like freaking awe when we first see them moving on, on, on the big screen. It was, it was freaking insane. Um, and I, I still can't get over how freaking amazing they look. Um, so personally, like I, I gotta be at a hundred for, how these animatronics looked they were amazing okay i absolutely agree with you but i and this is spoiler alert for costumes i'm giving my my 100 to costumes my the effects on the other hand the only issue that i had in with in terms of effects were a, a lot of maybe some of the blood i think that like oh i, didn't think, I think some it. of that stuff like obviously there was a lot of violence and stuff that we didn't get to see no issues with that like but i think with the stuff that we did like i feel like the dude like that one security guard the one that got caught in the mask i feel like his face should have been a bit more torn up than it was it just looked like he got like that- some scratches on his face Get it for how many freaking you? You saw some freaking saw blades. 
it, oh, no. yeah, it freaking looked like gears and shit. Like his face should have been like absolutely mutilated Jacked up. Like I, I, I understand not wanting to go like full blown mutilation because PG thirteen. Yeah, but at and least this a little more I, than what we got. Yeah, like I feel like maybe his head should have been a little bit more like squished. Yeah, shit, you got a point. I kind of forgot about like yeah, we how they des- how they're designed. That kind of that goes more into costumes. My bad, I forgot about that. Yeah, but um, practical, no, like no issues. So I'm yeah. still fairly high. I'm not sitting at a hundred, but I'm I'm definitely up at like ninety seven. I'm not either anymore. So yeah, I'm in ninety eight. Cause <laughs> no, because I forgot about that. Sorry. All right. Next up, we got music. Okay, so there are two songs that in this one are that are bangers the beginning and the ending song the beginning the score that is playing when they're showcasing in pixel like a pixelated game how each kid was taken by william afton which was so freaking cool um throughout the history of freddy fazbear's um you're seeing all the drawings on the wall just all the shit while this amazing score is playing is just freaking amazing it's such an amazing intro um, just telling you the like basically the backstory of Five Nights at Freddy's, um, and then showcases the title card, and it's so freaking good. And then, of course, I can't believe that they actually did it, but they put the Living Tombstones Five Nights at Freddy's song at the end credits, and it was absolutely amazing. It's everything that I wanted, and all I'm saying is, um, they better have, um, when with the sequel, they better do Join Us for a Bite or Below the Surface. When it comes to Five Nights at Freddy's songs for that one, I'm just saying you gotta you gotta throw in another banger uh, at the at the uh, at the end credits for the next one. But those two just absolutely stood out to me so much and definitely boosted up my score uh, when it comes to music. Um, the stuff in between, it's all right. It's it's not bad. Like it's it's good for a horror movie, but just I'm not remembering a lot of it. Yeah. I I'm personally like I agree with you like this the soundtrack had some bangers with it um and I'm not super familiar with like the Five Nights at Freddy's typical soundtrack within the video game um but I mean even those songs were were pretty good so I'm personally I'm sitting at like an eight dude I can totally give you that I thought you were gonna be at like seven I was thinking about it, but I think it was my second rewatch that because that was like there were some things that I went into my second rewatch to um, to get a better grasp on. And that was one of them. Okay, but I think, yeah, I think, yeah, the 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 opening score set the tone for the film and did such a great job. Um, so, yeah, I think it is very well deserving of of an eight. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and then getting into costumes, for, like I said, spoiler alert, I yeah. was 10 out of 10. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to follow suit 10 out of 10. Like I said, in effects, which I should have saved for costumes, you can't do any better than this. Uh, this is perfection when it comes to adapting how a character looks in a video game to a movie. Uh, the, the, costumes were just absolutely amazing on these animatronics jim henson company once again blew me the frick away they always do 
Um, like I never think that they're going to be be able to outdo themselves, but here we are. Uh, they did it. Um, just I, I can't get over how amazing these looked. Just absolutely incredible, dude. I feel like practical. You cannot beat practical effects or Agreed. practical costumes. It just doesn't have the same impact of like one on us as an audience and two i feel like the actors give a better performance agreed yeah like there's something physically there yeah it's a lot easier to act it it, it, you 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 buy the performance like way better like when josh (sighs) like when he was getting like chased by foxy and he was like up against that door and like screaming like that felt like genuine terror. Excuse me. I agree. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I've been getting so many TikToks of the behind the scenes on this movie. And I watch every single one. Dude, same. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. But I mean, these characters at this point, they're freaking iconic. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you, I can't name a single person that doesn't recognize Freddie Fazbear. Like, don't get me wrong. I grew up on Chuck E. Cheese, but I never remembered any of the other animatronics other than Chuck E. Cheese that Mr. Chuck himself. That's the only one that I ever remembered. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh yeah. They're, they're all stuck in my head. Like you, you, you'll always remember Foxy. You always remember Bonnie, Chica, and of course, Freddie. Um, Springtrap, you'll always remember these characters, but freaking yeah, Chuck E. Cheese, I can't, I couldn't even tell you the other freaking animatronic characters. Yeah, dude, have you seen the freaking uh, ho- or haunted house that they did for Five Nights for the premiere? No, holy shit. You had so you had to sign a waiver because this is one that they could touch you. Oh hell no! And dude, they had a freaking uh, a room that was nothing but ball pit, and there was a well, like I think it was Chica was like in the ball pit. Like there was a, there was a Chica standing, and so you had to like kind of like push your way through the the balls. And that one didn't end up doing anything. But then there was a Bonnie that came like out of the freaking ball pit. And like there was some like influencers going through it. So they had cameras and shit. So they were like screaming like little girls and like, oh, my God, like getting out. And one of them like was trying to like get out. But the Bonnie like grabbed him by the legs and pulled him back into the ball pit. I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, no. F that. Immediately, immediately shit in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh hell no. Hell no. Yeah, and then the rest of it was like basically the same thing. They were getting chased by like the characters, but they had it was it wasn't just like oh they had Chica in this room and Freddie in this room and then Bonnie in this room. They had like different like a different combination of everyone in different rooms. So like you'd see Freddie in one room and then he'd be like 
across the room in the, like in the next one that you'd go to. And so it felt like they were like teleporting. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. It, uh, next oh, time I see dude. one about that haunted house, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. Cause yeah, it, please it, it freaking scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you can go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah. I, I agreed. F that. Oh, but yeah, dude, I those are like some costumes like, you know, how like they go into like in a vault and then they like pull them out and and whatever. And then you see how they've aged mm-hmm. like you like how the freaking Ninja Turtle, like the original Ninja Turtles oh, are freaking nightmare fuel now. I yeah. can't wait to see how these age. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped. Let's, they showed three trailers before Five Nights. They were all Blumhouse, Imaginary, Night Swim, and Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't think we got Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't remember. Did we get Imaginary? The only one I remember was Night Swim. I don't remember Imaginary. Let me look that up. But definitely looking forward to Thanksgiving. That freaking Thanksgiving horror movie. Sign me up. Uh, a woman returns to her childhood home to discover that the imaginary friend she left behind is very real and unhappy that she abandoned him. I do not remember seeing that one. Neither do I, but I'm intrigued by the concept. I am very intrigued by that concept. I'm in on that one, too. I'm in on all three. Because Night Swim actually looks like a lot of fun. Night Swim looks like a freaking blast. <laughs> like it, it, it definitely feels like I'm probably going to like crap myself a little with that one. Um, just, but yeah, but no. So to answer your question, no, we did not get imaginary or Thanksgiving. Surprisingly, because in yeah. the theater that we went to, um, because I was, I was. I took a trip to Utah and was there last last week. So we got to see this movie together in theaters. Um, they had posters and stuff for Thanksgiving. But I, yeah, there wasn't any trailer about it. Yeah, it was weird. Unless we missed it, but we got there before the trailer started, right? Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah. So, yeah. But I that is one that we're, I, we're wanting to to check out and, and oh, see. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Last up, we got personal scores. All right. Who do you want to take this one first? I want to hear yours last. Okay. Um, okay. So I am too much of a coward to even attempt to play any of these games, but I have, I love the lore behind five nights at Freddy's. And so getting to see this come to life in such a fresh way, it's like one, it's in a, like a, through a story process that I've, I've never seen before in terms of like what I've the, with what little research I have done on five nights. It's a new, it's a new story, new origins for these characters. And it was done so well. And seeing these kills, like even though, like I said, I would have preferred a rated R, but 
even though it was PG-13, and they were still able to keep it scary. There was like a, a short bit in between when they were building the fort that it wasn't, but that scene was just so much fun. Like, I didn't care. And it just like, it gave a new light to these characters that I really appreciated. And overall, this may be one of my favorite video game adaptations. Period. Like, I, I love this, this film and everything that it, it was. And I cannot wait to see more in the future. Uh, so I am going to be given this. I think we're going to give it a 91. Wow. Yeah, I loved it that much. Okay. That wow, I did not expect that high. I love it. Um yeah, honestly with whatever everything that Caleb said, um I've only played one of the video games and I couldn't even get through it all because um Bonnie literally almost made me throw my laptop at my TV. <laughs> um so maybe that's why Bonnie's my favorite. Um, cause he scared the ever living shit out of me. He was the first animatronic to do so. So maybe that's why I'm bo- Bonnie's my go-to. Um, but yeah, any, anyway, uh, yeah, agree with Caleb. Love, love the lore when it comes to five nights at Freddy's. It is so well thought out. It is so good. And just, yeah, it's such, this was such a great video game adaptation. And the fact that we got this and the super Mario bros movie in the same year, both great adaptations of their source material is a freaking miracle in and of itself. And I'm so happy that it happened. Um, I will say though, I am not as high as Caleb though. Um, Are you not? <laughs> no, I am. I'm a point lower. I'm going to be at a 90. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that going through these, scores real quick um we are since that wraps up this this break going through what sorry you know what i'm sorry i thought i gotta give it a little higher i'm sorry (laughs) okay oh you're going going to point higher than me now yeah okay i'm sorry (laughs) all right well, with that wrapped up, uh, going through the score, starting off with story, we ended up averaging out to an 86.5. The writing ended up averaging out to an 83.5. The acting score ended up averaging to an 84. The logic for this film ended up sitting at an 83. And then getting into the high points of this film, the effects uh, ended up sitting at a 97.5. The music, we are giving an 8 out of 10. The costumes, we are giving a solid 10 out of 10. And then our personal score ended up averaging out to a 91.5. So with that, the final... All Bros Letter Grade for Five Nights at Freddy's has come out to a drum noise. A B plus. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes me happy. Dude, and a very strong one at that. 
so our yes. cutoff for a B B plus it is eighty six percent. Okay. This ended up scoring an eighty eight point eight seven percent. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. Right. So it it was two percent away from scoring in the A minus range. Damn. And honestly, I. I I'm very okay with this score. Yeah, personally, I don't like. I'm sorry, I don't think it it belongs in a category. I know that we our personal scores were in the 90s, um, but I I feel B plus is. I think that's a perfect grade for it. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, let me see if I can freaking find this movie. All right, so. Going through the other movies that we have broken down on this podcast. Um, and like I said, this is sitting at an 88.87%, um, which puts it at a B plus. So every movie that I'm about to list off is also a B plus. So ooh, do we want to go above or below first? Whichever you think is best. Okay. Or which is going to piss more people off. (laughs) Good question. (laughs) All right. So it's interesting because it's in between two horror movies. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, All right. So the first one, it is sitting below Saw X. Okay. Wow. And this I will actually agree with. It is really close, yeah, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, uh, let's see. It is sitting below the Mitchells versus the Machines. Okay, I'm okay with that. Sorry, Caleb. Uh, it is below Spider-Man: Far From Home. All right. It's below Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. It is also below Knives Out. I can accept that. Yeah. And then it is below ready or not. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm I'm perfectly happy with that. Right. Yeah. All right. Here's where I'm curious to see uh, how you feel about this. It is sitting above Halloween 2018. (sighs) I'm sad. Uh, <laughs> dude freaking tough as, one right yeah I as a halloween fan i'm sorry i would put it above but i can understand why it's ranked it's a, above it's a 0.2 percent difference ah, i can understand why yeah um let's see it is sitting above top gun maverick I'm okay with that. Yeah. It is above glass onion. Yeah, I'm 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 okay with that. Uh let's see. It's above the invisible man. Okay. And then let me see if there's another Oh, it's above the black phone. Oh shit, okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. That's, that's very interesting. All right, and then Let's see how many was that? One, two, three. Okay, I think I need one more. But it's or it's also above freaky. Okay. 
Yeah, no. so I I'm not hating where this is at. I'm not either. Yeah, I dig it. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, unless Caleb, you want to say anything else about the final score for Five Nights at Freddy's? Nope. Other okay. than I'm very happy with where it's at. Me, I almost said me as well. I as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you like what you heard and you want to uh, hear more from us, uh, be sure to s- wow. <sighs> be a- be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're damp- literally everywhere: uh, Google, Spotify. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Google, Spotify. <clears throat> oh my God! Sorry, Radio Public, Radio dot com, all that jazz. Um, you can also catch all of our. Uh, episodes on YouTube, if that is your preferred listening platform, uh, you can follow us on all of our social media where you can DM us with any episode ideas you have, uh, answer our question of the week, um, or uh, give us um, uh, movie suggestions for our mini breakdowns. Yeah. Um, um, just to answer this question real quick, yes. uh, it is above Megan. Okay. So I'm it, cool with that. It is a 4% difference, though. So Megan ended up scoring a B, uh, where this movie obviously got a, a B plus. So, yeah, took me a second to find it, but I, I was like, yeah, I wasn't 100% sure. But, yeah, it's a, it's above. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can follow us at Facebook.com for slash the Albros, um, Twitter, X, whatever, Instagram and uh, and TikTok uh, at the Albros, or you can email us at the Albros channel at gmail.com. Uh, you can find um, our website at tinyurl.com for slash the Albros, or you can uh, check out our merch store, uh, tpublic, tpublic.com forward slash the Albros channel. Uh, next week on the podcast, we'll be breaking down the newest MCU film, The Marvels. So freaking stoked for that. Um, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. Show along. Deuces. Surprised your voice didn't crack at that. I know, right?